Welcome to the Healing Sanctuary. This is a podcast dedicated to self-healing, personal growth, spirituality, and everything in between. Each week I share a new meditation, visualization, or soulful conversation. I'm your host, Melissa Field, and I'm so grateful you're here. This week I'm talking about the sacred sounds of the universe. You may already have some experience with the most common sacred sound, which is OM, and you may have also done the meditation I released last week, which included the sound OM. The other two are HUE and AWE. I've probably used HUE the most, and I actually had a very profound experience with it that I'll tell you about later. I haven't used AWE much in meditation, but I have used it as a way to relax and release stress and you may have also without realizing it. If you've ever made a deep sigh sound like, ah, you were utilizing the healing of a sacred sound without even realizing it. You may now be thinking how good it feels to let yourself release with, ah, and recognizing that your body has an intuitive awareness of the healing power of sounds and of the sacred sounds. So if sound can be sacred, let's first talk about what exactly sound is. The following is from scienceworld.ca. Sound is a type of energy made by vibrations. When an object vibrates, it causes movement in surrounding air molecules. These molecules bump into the molecules close to them, causing them to vibrate as well. This makes them bump into more nearby air molecules, This chain reaction movement, called sound waves, keeps going until the molecules run out of energy. As a result, there is a series of molecular collisions as the sound wave passes through the air, but the air molecules themselves don't travel with the wave. As it is disturbed, each molecule just moves away from a resting point, but then eventually returns to it. So, let's say you strike the side of a singing bowl. The mallet hitting the metal causes the metal to vibrate. This causes the air around the bowl to vibrate, and those vibrations travel out in a continuous chain until they reach your physical body. Sound is quite literally a vibration. When a particular sound reaches you, it travels into your body, vibrating the cells of your body. We can all feel the vibration, but not all of us will translate that vibration into a sound. For people who have hearing damage or hearing loss or were born without the ability to hear, there is the physical sensation of vibration but without the internal translation into pitch and frequency. So what does this mean? What is actually happening when we receive vibrations that translate into sound? How we process sound is pretty complex and amazing and an incredible reflection of how truly mysterious and complex our bodies are. The bottom line is... When those vibrations hit your inner ear, microscopic hairs vibrate, creating electrical pulses, 
which your brain then processes based on what it knows about different sounds. Here's a bit deeper explanation from asha.org. Your eardrum is at the end of your ear canal. This is where your middle ear starts. Your middle ear has three tiny bones in it called ossicles. These three bones form a chain from the eardrum to the inner ear. The eardrum moves back and forth when sounds hit it. Different pitches, or how high or low a sound is, make the eardrum move more or less. The eardrum makes the small bones move. This movement sends a signal to the inner ear. Your inner ear helps with both hearing and balance. The cochlea is the hearing part of the inner ear. The semicircular canals are part of your balance system. The cochlea is bony and looks like a snail. It has fluid and hair cells inside of it. When the bones in your middle ear move, the fluid in your inner ear starts to move. This movement triggers the hair cells. Not all hair cells move at the same time. Different hair cells move for different sounds. The hair cells change the movement into electrical signals. These signals go through your auditory nerve into your brain. Your brain understands these signals as sounds. Your brain then has to figure out what the sounds mean and how to respond. This is how we hear. Your inner ear also helps control your balance. The parts of your inner ear that help with balance share the same space and fluid as the cochlea. These parts are the semicircular canals, utricle, and saccule. And once again, that was from asha.org. As I said earlier, we can all feel vibration, but hearing sounds is a separate process that involves many different processes in our ears and brains. When I was reading about how hearing works, I was really intrigued by the fact that the inner ear is part of both hearing and balance. One of the main reasons people like to use sacred sounds is because it helps them to feel more balanced. It restores a sense of harmony in the mind and body. And so it cannot be a coincidence that sound and physical balance reside in the same place in the body. Our bodies are so mysterious and miraculous and have so many things in them that really reflect the presence of a divine, all-knowing creator. Now I want to talk about another fascinating subject, which is the vibration of words. Do specific words, including mantras, actually carry a vibration? This is something that was studied by Dr. Masuru Emoto, and he published his findings in the book, The Hidden Messages in Water, which came out in 2005. If you remember back then, you may have heard of this book because it was wildly popular when it came out, but I haven't heard much about it since, and it's not really talked about much anymore. In the book, Dr. Emoto talks about how he wrote specific words or phrases on bottles of water and then froze them. The words were either uplifting and positive, like I love you and gratitude, or negative and dark, such as hate and I despise you. After freezing the water, he photographed the ice crystals with a high-powered camera. 
What he found was that the water with the uplifting and positive words created beautiful and aesthetically pleasing ice crystals, and the water with the negative words created ice crystals that were deformed, distorted, and unappealing to look at. You can find photos of his experiment on the web. Just Google Dr. Emoto water and you'll find a ton of stuff. What's even more interesting about this is that 60% of the human body is water. So if words and mantras can change the molecular structure of water, then in theory, they can heal and change us just by being exposed to them. Dr. Emoto wanted to prove that different words carry different vibrations and that they do affect us. So if a word like love carries a vibration that has that strong of an effect on water, then it's very possible words like ohm or hue, which carry the vibrations of divinity and cosmic order, can truly provide deep healing into every cell of our body. Dr. Emoto's research also tested the effects of sound and vibration on water. When he played beautiful music that is soothing and uplifting, such as music by Mozart, he again found the water to freeze into stunning and beautiful ice crystals. And when he played hard, dark, and angry music, such as heavy metal, the water froze into into distorted ice crystals. This means that these sacred sounds carry their healing properties into us in two powerful ways. First, there's the energy of the word itself, and I'll describe what energy each word carries in a moment. And then there's the vibration of the sound, the way it vibrates with us as it travels through the air. It's important to remember that as we talked about in the beginning, sound is a vibration in the air. And these vibrations pass into and through the physical body. Our skin is not a soundproof barrier. Any sound that we hear, we are experiencing in our body as well, and it is affecting our body. Vibrations that come into us affect us on a cellular level. If you've ever had someone strike a tuning fork and then hold it over you, You've experienced how powerful it is to feel the vibration of sound, particularly sounds that have a healing effect. Our bodies are like tuning forks in the sense that we pick up and begin to vibrate in harmony with the sounds that are flowing into us. This is one of the reasons things like sound baths and tuning forks and gongs are so powerful. They flow vibrations into us that vibrate the molecules of our body and carry frequencies that are healing and aligning and can release negative energy and do things that we truly don't even understand yet. Even though we don't understand them, I fully believe in it because I have experienced how incredible I feel after a sound bath or after somebody uses tuning forks on me. It's just once you've experienced it, you understand that something that we can't explain and have yet to have the knowledge and tools to understand is happening. So let's now talk about what healing properties each of the sacred sounds carries. We'll begin with Ohm since it's the most well-known of the three. 
Om is often called the primordial sound of the universe. It's the sound that gave birth to all of life in the cosmos, and it carries within it all of the divinity and energy that was condensed down into the primordial atom that exploded out to become the universe as we know it. We are all created from Om, and we all carry Om within us. Chanting Om and in many ways can feel like coming home to yourself, to returning to your true self, to yourself on a soul and spiritual level. When we listen to or chant Om, we are allowing ourselves to harmonize with the source of all creation. We are using sound as a means of accessing the knowledge and wisdom that we are truly one with everything. If everything was birthed from one singular explosion, then Om is the sound that connects all of time and space, including us. Some reported benefits of chanting Om include reduced stress and anxiety, release and purification of negative energy in the mind and body, relaxation and healing of the stomach, an overall calming of the nervous system, spiritual awakening, opening of the crown chakra, improved sleep quality, balancing of emotions, lowering blood pressure, and increased feelings of bliss by uniting you with divinity. As I mentioned earlier, last week I did a guided meditation with Om, and if you want to go play with this sound, go back to uh, my previous podcast episodes and you will find the Om meditation. Next up, I would like to talk about Hugh. Many years ago, I saw a stack of business cards tacked to a bulletin board and all they had on them were two letters, H-U, and then below that it said, A Love Song to God. I didn't know what I was looking at, but I knew that I needed to take one of the cards. After I got home, I looked into it, and I found that Hue, like Ohm, is a sacred sound used during meditation. There is an entire church built around the sound of Hue, but I never explored that, and I know very little about the Echinar Church. What I do know is, is that they have a recording on their website of 2,000 people singing you.
I downloaded the file and I felt inspired to meditate on Hugh and this chanting for 40 days straight. As I did this, I would often visualize what it was described as, as a love song to God, and I just focused my thoughts on love for all of creation, because God or spirit or creator, it's in everything. I felt so much peace when I did this, and I would not hesitate to say that chanting Hugh got me through one of the hardest times in my life when I felt so lost and alone and purposeless, and Hugh really grounded me and uplifted me and energized me. It also led me to have one of the most profound experiences I've ever had. After chanting and meditating on Hugh every day for 40 days, I felt something while meditating I've never even come close to feeling again. It was a feeling of being in a state of pure bliss. I felt boundless and infinite and like I was everywhere and nowhere. It was so beautiful and spectacular and rather hard to describe. I wrote a blog post about it that I'm going to share in my episode notes. I just reread it while preparing this episode and it was so strange to read my own words. The date on the post says 2019 because I republished it then, but I think I wrote it about 2013. It's surreal to read such a profound experience I had because I have never come close to anything like that again. It truly felt like the words of another person. So if you want to hear about this experience and how he impacted my life and spiritual awakening, Go read that blog post, which again, I'll link in the episode notes. Aside from my own personal experience with Hugh of being a very powerful tool of healing and spiritual awakening, there are some other reported benefits. The following is from Echinar in Illinois website. Hugh is an ancient name for God that has been sung for thousands of years in many lands for spiritual unfoldment. Chanting Hugh can help raise your vibrations and lift your consciousness. Chanting Hugh can bring comfort, peace, and calm, expanded awareness, a release of fears, answers to your questions, and a subtle sense of divine love. Hugh is truly a mystical sound that is far less pervasive than Ohm, but for me, far more transformative, and one I'd love to encourage you to explore further on your own. Let me know what your experience with Hugh is. And finally, we have the sound of awe. Awe is the one I know the least about, and also have the least amount of experience with using consciously and in meditation. As I mentioned in the beginning, we all generally make the awe sound at some point, just ah, but we don't really use it as a tool for meditation. I myself have not, but I'm really curious about it. 
And what I found is awe is said to bring about feelings of compassion and peace. It's a sound that can bring about healing for the entire planet as it encourages connection rather than competition. Awe is also said to be a chant for manifestation. If you meditate on your desires and follow them with an awe chant, they are said to be imbued with powerful energy. I'll be honest, I have tried using awe for manifestation and it didn't change anything for me, but I still find the idea intriguing, so I'm not giving up on it yet. I think I just need to know more about how it works and how to use it, but there's very little information out there on awe. I do have a clip of it from Jonathan Goldman, and I absolutely love how it makes me feel. If you want to get a meditation with the sound, you can get it free from his website, and I will link to that in my episode notes also. Now that we've gone over the three sacred sounds, what sound is, and the effect of the vibration of words and music, I want to suggest you start doing your own experiments with sound and sacred chants on your own. Try chanting OM silently in your mind, and then chanting it out loud. Notice what it feels like when the sound of OM is vibrating through you from within. If you normally listen to these kinds of mantras and chants with headphones in, try putting it on your speakers and letting the vibrations roll through your entire body. Play with the sounds and see how you can use them for your own healing. Sound is such a powerful thing and also such a mysterious and mystical aspect of life. I really enjoyed putting this episode together. I love talking about and learning about sacred sounds, and I really hope you enjoyed it as well. If you did and you'd like to help others to find this podcast, please leave a rating. Your support is deeply appreciated and truly makes a difference. If you'd like to learn more about healing and how to heal your life, I currently have a free course on my website that dives into meditation, visualization, and the law of attraction. It's a really powerful and fun course, and you can find this at melissa-field.com or through my Instagram at meditate underscore with underscore Melissa, or go to the link in my episode notes. Thank you so much for joining me for this fun and fascinating conversation. This is The Healing Sanctuary, and I'm your host, Melissa Field. I'll be back soon with another meditation or visualization, and I hope you'll be able to join me for that. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to connect with me on Instagram. Once again, that's meditate 
underscore with underscore Melissa or find me on my website melissa-field.com.